0: Okay. He gets beat up and then nothing happens. It's, our, it's the same ride. Now, kids, Kobe's trying to get to the basket. Devil's Wait a minute. A to B and he winds up at C. That's the that Devin who?
1: Oh come on now. Oh no, I'm serious.
0: I don't even know what you're talking about. Which player you're talking about? I don't even know the one kid's name. Yeah, i Brown. Hi Devin Joe Crawford. Nice, nice to meet you. you. Oh. John Twenty. <laughs> Premise of officiating any level is to get the plays right. You guys did You didn't travel, you were out of bounds! If you're gonna do this, if you're gonna ref, you have to know the rules. Anybody want to go over anything at all? You just can't go and pass your state test and then put the rule book down and say, I'm done here. You have to constantly stay on the rules. Lead, no problem, trail, about that a little more active like what you talked about with the walks and things like that. The preparation before a game is very important. Talking to my partners, getting on the same page of what we're trying to accomplish that night, our mechanics, what we're doing here and there. Now, on the junior level, with a, with a younger group of, of, of referees, I know you can't do that because most of you have a job or things like that, but when you get to the locker room when you get to the gym, call your partners Sit and talk to them, what you're trying to accomplish in that game that night or that afternoon. You just don't walk onto the court, put your whistle on, and start calling plays. There's preparation to it. Beautiful. Officiating is just like anything else. You constantly are trying to look to improve. When you start refereeing at a junior level, it's a building block type of thing. My first weekend of refereeing when I was a young kid, 18, 19 years old, I worked 13 games in a weekend. And it is imperative, imperative to work fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade and work on the million of those games because handling those situations is fabulous. I thought, I thought, Mikey, turn to stand. It's a great building block if you want to proceed uh, to work high school, to, to work college to try to get to the NBA, but you have to have that foundation of working kids' best. One of the options. Gee.
2: I'm so good at passing out of double teams. Options and foul. He's gone. He's been worried. He's been thinking. it doesn't agree. it's up his first. Take break. He doesn't want to
0: The, the, and the, by the player's a rest down the stretch. He says he wants to get the pause. This is the free throw. And a technical foul call. I think it's on Tim Duncan sitting on the bench. Somebody on the bench. Yep, yeah. it's Duncan.
2: When he said something to Joe Crawford. the officials. And Customs, in, wygląda, you see, going into the timeout, Joey said enough to Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan says the ball does not lie. That's why the foul shot was missed. Joey Crawford sending a message saying, hey, I'm not going to get into the debate all afternoon long. Duncan's laughing. Joe Crawford's
0: not laughing. Fui... I'm over a And a blocking foul. Joey Pump saying a virtual movie. And Poppins doesn't like that one either. And
2: another technical foul. And this is what
0: Duncan Duncan's. Duncan picture Duncan as we can show you, Duncan was laughing. <laughs> <laughs> we all was showing
2: him up. I'm going to be difficult to hear anything because of the crowd and he was across the court. So, Duncan is done. Greg Popovich is very upset. He wants to talk about it. Now, talk is going over to talk about with it with Popovich. Again, a lot of it
0: has to do with things that you're showing up the referee. Duncan said.
2: I think, I but if he's sitting there laughing then that Crawford feels like he's showing him up but at the same time you're sitting there laughing you have to understand
1: he already has one technical foul not the correct play and all he did was sit on the sideline and laugh Tim Duncan means too much to his basketball team not saying a word sitting
2: there Joey Crawford cannot read body language and automatically sit with a technical foul and send Tim Duncan out he can be laughing at anything See, now he's, Crawford made that last call, and that was Duncan laughing at the last call, the one on Alberto, and he just felt that he was showing them up.
0: Let's go over to Michelle. Well, I talked to Tim Duncan on his way off the floor. I said, did you say a word? And he said, no. I said, honestly, Tim, did you say anything? No, he adamantly said. And he had some choice language for Joey Crawford as he left the floor, guys.
2: We're this year all on a hard
0: foul. It's
2: going to be an offensive foul. And Alberto is
0: so sweet, sending hours to the floor. Alberto's trying to argue, but I'm not
2: going to say too much. Let's watch. That's a tough call, boy. Howard looks like he just went flying into Alberto I, love you. I love you. you're saying, hey, I'm setting screens, and I'm the one taking a beating, and the call is made against me. That's just a solid screen. Howard does a job trying to fight through the screen. No question about it. That's a foul on Howard. Now, Alberto when the contact is made you know, extends his arms, which is what Sean Corbin called, but Howard initiated that contact almost forced him to do that. Well he's really trying to protect himself in that situation, seeing how it comes full steam ahead. Certainly the call should have been on Howard. Now again we gotta remember this is weirdest ejections in nba history usually when an nba player gets ejected he deserved it but these ejections are just weird in 2007 tim duncan was just sitting on the bench minding his own business but he would say something rep joey crawford did not like and crawford would immediately tee him up duncan would end up laughing about the technical foul and crawford did not like this at all he would tee up timmy again ejecting him from the game and putting him in absolute disbelief rasheed wallace holds the record for most technical fouls in one season with 41. But his weirdest ejection came when he was just staring at a rep. Ron Garretson would tell him to stop staring and intimidating him. Wallace didn't care and would end up being thrown out. Shaquille O'Neal got a lot of technicals in his playing days. But his worst ejection was when he posterized Andre Kirilenko. He dumped the ball with so much force his elbow would come down on top of Kirilenko. Although it was an accident, the referee did not care and he'd be thrown out immediately. Some players deserve to be ejected. These are
1: Yay, yeah, yay. Yeah. Namaste. Star family. Peace, love, light to all. And shine bright. Open your third eye. Have clear sight. We object to the ejections. Yes, we object to the ejections. Why is that? Because even while we do what we are supposed to, walking in faith, and not blinded by the veil of ignorance, we still get persecuted and vindicated by those who hate on the chosen ones. We will not be held in contempt by those who weren't even courageous enough to follow their own dreams. We are committed to constant excellence cosmically. It is our divine honor to do the best we can and be the best we can be at all times. Living divine, being divine, Having discipline. Choosing for a better tomorrow. Versus regretting yesterday. The euphoric in the moment. Living for present. Because the present itself is God's gift. Ashe. Shout out to Jump Shot Shorts. Shout out to the NBA. And highlighting Joey Crawford versus NBA players makes much sense. Because Crawford didn't have the potential to compete professionally in the athletic world. Crawford himself was never a basketball player. Now, experience versus indoctrination are two completely different fields. He himself even exclaimed, as a referee, learning from the book isn't just enough. Well, being a player as well as a coach, as well as a referee, could give you full-scale understanding of the game itself. Not just being a referee and a dictator, because you are in a position of power and can play decision-maker, if not gatekeeper. In some instances, the referee Joe Crawford put professional athletes in situations where they physically had to defend themselves against Joey Crawford bending the rules to his favor. Which could be considered uncommendable. Those who know the game call it like it is. And amongst his own compatriots yes they said that was clearly a foul on the other player because Joe Crawford turned an NBA arena into a Wrestlemania with negative intent passive aggressiveness passive assertiveness same tactics that police officers use as chaos agents in today's society very vindictive antagonistic instagatory professional athletes don't need extra conflict especially amongst those who aren't Athletes themselves. It was evident that Joe Crawford, the referee under the height of five foot nine, was immensely jealous of a six foot eleven Hall of Famer, Tim Duncan. Thank you.